Welcome to Seeker Radio Podcast. I'm Taylor Abney, and today we have a special episode for everyone, uh, specifically on the Rose Giveaway, which was inspired by episode one with Lena Michalek, who, of course, was the um, idea creator and the person who made all of this happen for that particular package with Six Hour and Modern Warriors. So that is a gun shop out in Utah. Um, by the way, you don't have to be in Utah to do business with them. So give them a ring. Their, their people are very knowledgeable. Um, I got to know them when I was out there shooting hard as hell and they, uh, we just established a relationship and they were totally on board with this giveaway because what it is, if you are new to the firearm world, it is a, a great package for someone who's a new shooter. It comes with a concealed carry pistol. Uh, that's a SIG 365XL comp. Uh, and it's specially made for the rose package. So it has rose gold accents. And the most important thing, I think like the revolutionary part of this is the training portal that Lena does. So she baby steps, uh, anyone who who gets this package right through everything and it's just a great community um it's been wonderful to see everything blossom it's the corniest joke ever but um i (laughs) i didn't expect where this giveaway would go when originally speaking with modern warriors i was like why don't like let's have a giveaway where we know it's going to the right person because there's, especially if you work in marketing, like there is nothing worse than when you just pour all this heart and soul into doing a giveaway. And then it just goes to someone who like, like in this case, if it just went to someone where they're just like adding it to their collections, like dang, you know, like you really want the right person to get it. And in this case, that is someone who is new, or newer to firearms. So we really wanted to narrow down this candidate. Um, and, and I thought for a while of how to do it. And then our friend Jason over at USA targets, we were having a conversation and he was like, Hey Taylor, why don't like, why don't you just ask them to send you like a, a paragraph, like an essay or something, just telling you so that, you know, it's all up front, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, that sure, that sounds like a great idea. And it it was, but holy tamole, I will say that it, it was a lot. Um, it, it ended up, we just had a, a wonderful response and I read every single applicant and responded to I started off being like, I am going to do a custom response for every single applicant. That was asinine. So that didn't happen. But anyone who was a qualified applicant, they did get a custom response. So that is someone who is new or newer to firearms. And they were also applying for themselves. We wanted to make sure that we were speaking with the person who would be receiving this package, which would be hopefully uh, their their first firearms. So uh, we had a, a great response. And what I realized in going through all of these entries, there's a lot of patterns people from all sorts of different backgrounds and different stories 
but a, there's a lot of similarities and I found myself giving um, the same advice kind of over and over and the patterns that were very noticeable is the fact that the majority of applicants were women and within that female group most of them were moms especially new moms I heard from a lot of women who are like, hey, it was one thing when it was just me. Now it's another. I am responsible for my family. And having conversations about how to best protect your family, that's something that we have we have got to discuss as a whole. And I really took this, um, all of these stories and this opportunity to have this direct connection with these people to, to dive in on these topics and, um, and really have a conversation that I haven't had publicly a whole bunch because I'm a competitive shooter. I, I mean, I'm used to talking about guns all the time. It's what, it's what I do. It's my tool. It's my thing. Like I, I shoot pistol rifles and shotguns and, when it comes to self-defense, um, this is a very different kind of conversation. Um, self-defense, using a firearm, that is your last option. That is your, your last ditch option. And, and we have to be prepared for a, a lot of things. And there's a lot of building blocks that really should start coming into place before you get to that point of um, of wanting to to have uh, this tool, which makes the ultimate decision. It is the ultimate equalizer. As I mentioned, the majority of applicants were women, and I mean that's because we're the victimized sex. Um, we are subjected to. The most amount of crimes and I think it's become uh, just something in the forefront of a lot of people's mind especially as they realize we are our own first responder but you can't just get a firearm and expect for the job to be done there again we got to discuss these these building steps and that's where I I really poured out to these entries and, um, and I wanted to, to take, make this episode and I took a little bit more time to create this episode so that we could just have a discussion about a lot of these tips that I shared. And I think that, I think that everyone could benefit from, and if anything, hopefully it like gets your, gets your gears turning and, and to, to forefront, um, for all of you that are listening, uh, the applicants, the ones who responded, like y'all are already in the loop as to who actually won this giveaway. And, um, and I'm taking this opportunity to really share with you uh, perhaps more information than what you got in that like custom email response you you received from me. Uh, I totally noticed with some of the applicants, um, on their like second or third email that 
all of a sudden more information would start bubbling up like oh maybe you should try this or that and that was another element to this giveaway I didn't expect was the compounding effect of having responses and then responding to those responses while also processing like the other applicants so um yeah so there there was that but uh but with with those responses uh the the number one thing that I I really want to wanted to bring up is like what proactive things can we do in order to prevent situations that might require the act of self-defense what proactive things can we do and and with this we're going to use intuition situational awareness and you really want to set yourself up for success. When we talk about intuition, I'm going to discuss this in the sense of listening to your gut. If you have not flexed this muscle, if you have not used this exercise of listening to what your gut is, the only way to start doing it is by listening to the different feelings your body gives you when situations start to change and as a woman who travels by my I travel by myself all the time and I mean I was totally like solo for a year and a half before I got married on the road so I was really in a lot of situations and I continue to be in a lot of different places in situations and over time I realized that my intuition has developed a lot and I thought I had good intuition when I first hit the road maybe more than your average bear um, but this is certainly a muscle that you have to exercise and to and to use to give an example let's say you go somewhere and it doesn't feel right logically you have no reason to think that it isn't safe. Everything looks normal. There's nothing that is apparently off, but you just feel weird about it. Leave. Leave. I can not express to you um, how it's not worth it because it's, it's really been uncanny uh, to see a lot of different scenarios unfold. And what I've really realized is that oftentimes that feeling is a precursor to something that will happen. And, and I've seen those things unfold. Uh, when you ignore your intuition, then that's typically when you start going down a path, um, which might lead you to needing to make extra steps so so with that comes situational awareness okay so if you're in an area your intuition starts to spike you should always be situationally aware but uh, maybe make an effort in figuring out how situationally aware you actually are how mindful are you when you are out in public or even around your house a lot of people get just very 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 comfortable at home and it is I'm not telling you to be hyper alert but just aware um that's that's all that we ask for and and in terms of setting yourself up for success if you do go out if you're running errands 
if you're on a hike, if you're doing a camp trip, like what, whatever, whatever it is, like leave breadcrumbs, uh, let people know what you are doing and bring the proper tools. Um, again, there are a lot of other things you could do, uh, to set yourself up for the best situations possible. And, and these everyday carry tools might include a firearm, but it could include a lot of other things as well. And with that, uh, this is when the responses really start, um, really start to vary, uh, depending on someone's lifestyle or, or where you're at, um, in terms of the level of preparedness. Now, I think for everyone, absolutely everyone, my advice is to get a flashlight. I, okay, I know this sounds a little odd and you probably tuned in because you want to listen to firearm advice and you're interested in guns and that type of stuff. Um, but I'm telling you to get a flashlight because of a few different things. One, you get used to putting this thing on your body every day, whether if it's a pocket or, you know, whatever you have to think about it. If you have a firearm, you're going to be doing the same thing. You have to think about carrying that on you, where you're going to carry it. And then you need to carry it with like mindful intent. You know that you have it on you and you need to be prepared to use it in a stressful situation. A flashlight is non-lethal, but very effective in a lot of different situations. It gets dark every single day. So they're, they're useful in a practical sense. And from a self-defense aspect, if you've got a thousand lumens, you're, you're going to disorient someone. You're going to buy yourself time. You're going to stun someone. If the thing is like, uh, victimizers, they want easy prey. This is why the lions will go after the baby antelope and the antelope with the broken leg because they want easy prey. If you could show right off that you can be aggressive, make yourself bigger than you are, again, with a, a blinding light, have a loud voice, that is very powerful. And this is something that I learned a lot about at WAFT, which is a great facility in Florida. Um, I, I really appreciated the time that they, they put on uh, emphasizing these non-lethal elements because that's something that we could teach someone who is young as well. Um, you know, to, to be able to carry a firearm, you have to be a certain age and there are all sorts of additional steps that uh, have to happen beforehand. But for other everyday carry tools, there's uh, very little barrier to entry to help you get to that mindset and to help you be more prepared and to help you be safer. Another example, a creative example is, uh, actually a pen. One of my favorite everyday carry tools is a pen, uh, there it's from right in the rain and it's made out of this really strong steel has a pointed tip on it. And this is something that, um, I use it for prying uh, if, if I need to pry something and with the pointed edge, you could do some stuff with that. So there are, there are different tools that you can 
start to think about and figure out what works in your lifestyle. I'm a writer, so the pen makes sense for me. So I'm looking for multi-use tools, and that's kind of how you could start to think about it. What is your multi-use tool? And that could even be if you carry around a metal water bottle. That, that right there, that's a heavy multi-use tool that you have. Um, and I express this because not everyone, there's only one winner, right? There's only, there's only one winner uh, to this giveaway. But by sharing this information, we're empowering a lot of different people. And there are steps that you could do right now um, before, uh, before steps that you should make before you ever um, use a firearm and steps that you could still make even before owning one in order to prepare for one. And that, that next, that next step that I would ask of you and, and recommend to help you guys be safer is to have a plan and, and not just have a plan, but to also practice drills. And what I, want to give you as an example is like a, a fire drill. Okay. So my mom, um, when I was growing up, we always talked about what to do, like where are the exits? She had water bottles in our closet and would tell us, okay, you know, wet a t-shirt, crawl, do these different things. But we never did like a fire drill in the house. Um, not something that, Uh, she actually has started doing within recent years because she's became a a home caregiver for adults who have handicaps and need to be in a home. And so it's kind of like being a foster parent. And, And with this responsibility, she is required to perform drills. So it's not just like, okay, fam, like here is our plan. Everyone get it? Yep. It's you have to do this under timed conditions. And I'll tell you what, that was really eye-opening to mom. She was like, wow, you know, the stress level really goes up once you actually start doing things. And now uh, the, the family has really made it fun and competitive to be like, how, you know, how fast can we all get to this spot? So I encourage you to discuss these different plans, whether if it's anything from a natural disaster to a break-in response, and to also have drills. Because again, once you introduce a lethal item, your stress level will go up and you need to be able to operate on a subconscious level. All of this stuff should be built in so that when you have to work with this high level tool, you're ready to do so. You know, you're not trying to figure out the situation plus trying to figure out how to use this thing plus, 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 plus. That compounds and creates less than ideal situations. And, uh, and, and so let's say, well, okay. So first of all, like I want to share, I'm going to share an example of what not having these basic plans looks like. So there's this, there's this one time, like I totally saw this family have a meltdown, uh, in Kentucky in Eastern Kentucky, like in Appalachia and the mountains and the gorges and the hollers and 
this terrain is uh, very subjected to microbursts and storms and they get all sorts of really weird stuff like floods and wind and there are these out-of-state plates at the campground I was at at the time this uh, it was a, a woman with like her two kids and this microburst came through and like this tree fell down in the yard and I'm gonna tell you they lost their freaking minds like these kids were screaming as if th there was like a I, I can't even explain to you it was like the worst thing that had ever happened they were they were like you couldn't even calm them down uh and and this wasn't I'm not talking two-year-olds I'm talking like one of them I think was seven and and the other they were old enough to where if maybe their family had some sort of level of uh, preparedness or discussions, then it it wouldn't have turned into like the, the craziness that it was because I will say that the mom was also running around and I came over, of course, and I'm like, hey, how can I help? And I basically like, because they were tent camping, I helped her like uproot the entire tent with everything in it and like shove it in the back of their car and then they just like drove off. Um, so this is an example of what not being prepared looks like and and really um, yes definitely not safe uh, to be camping where trees are falling down but that comes with the before steps like were you you know did you put your tent near the near trees that are at risk um and how to build mental resiliency um like what what could have that family done beforehand so that maybe the kids and the parent wouldn't have had that response uh doing things like martial arts jujitsu that will build your mental resiliency so much and if you're sitting here like, I can't afford that, guess what? Like, every gym has a free trial. I, I don't think I've ever been to a gym that doesn't have, like, at least a free class so you could try it out. And the thing is that if you love it and you like that gym and you vibe with the people, then when you can afford it, then go back and pursue it. Um, but otherwise like test out different stuff because I mean, there's a difference between Taekwondo and Jiu Jitsu and all of the different variations of, of hand on hand stuff. And there's other great ways to get mentally resilient, to get fit, uh, whether if that's joining a, a gym, doing different sports. All right. All right. All right. So you're like Taylor. What about the gun? Okay. So the last thing, the last thing I want you to do is to, to prime your brain by following people who dress like you do and can still carry. I love those accounts of women who post their outfits all the time, just showing how they can still carry things. It is, that has been like one of the number one most helpful things to me. And the other thing is like watching just how different people shoot. 
as a competitive shooter, I spent a lot of time finding people who I thought had a similar like body structure and shooting style as me and seeing what they did well and making just like, again, like the more, the more you watch, the more uh, you, you read and research, the more prepared you will be because overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly women want training. That is something that I, I heard a lot through these applicants and I hear a lot in person before using a firearm, before using really any tools, even like a car jack, women are like, step back. Let me like, I got to read about this. I need some lessons. Let's figure this out. Now I'll say like, I have, I've been plenty spontaneous and we all have been where we're just like, you know what, we're just going to jump in, do this thing. Cause we have to, or we're in the mood, right? Those, those times do happen, but, but typically, especially when it comes to, again, it's like, we, we've got to get the right training and, uh, we really want to know how this thing operates and what all of the full concepts work. And that is something that I think is, um, is, is, is so imperative and so important with the community that is being built is, is expressing the different ways that, that we learn. So watch those YouTube channels, listen to podcasts like this, follow people who you find inspiration from and communicate or feel that you can um, get communication from easily. And, and if you do have a firearm, then, then there are some extra things that we could do in order to, to prep you for stuff. And that number one thing is going to be dry fire. Cause a lot of the applicants, they were like, Hey, like I have my first gun, but again, I need the training and they really wanted the training. So Lena does have a lot of really, really great information that is just out there for everyone. Um, that isn't like just specific through the training portal. And there's a lot of other creators too, who have great information on just kind of, you know, gun 101 stuff and, uh, and dry fire drills and different activities you could do. So dry fire is, is my, my number one recommendation for everyone, um, in terms of how to become more proficient with your firearm, because if you could handle it well and with ease and with confidence with no ammo around, you will certainly do better when that item becomes lethal. Okay. You will, you will perform a lot better. Dry fire is a amazing tool that every competitive shooter uses. Everyone. I mean, any pistol that is remotely modern is going to be fine to dry fire trust me. And it is going to help you build those muscle memory skills and to help you learn your firearm with no expense of ammunition. So definitely start off with that. And, and if you are like, Hey, all right. All right, Taylor. So I really want in-person training and I get that. I think that everyone should have some form of in-person training. Um, and, 
when you take the time to seek out uh, the specific kind of training you want to do, um, you're really going to accelerate your learning skills. And guess what? Like there, there are a lot of ways to do this as well. So what do you do, especially if you are on a budget? There's a couple different things. Uh, my answer, my answer will always be competition. Um, and I mean this in the sense of like, so I, I started competing really early on in my firearm ownership. You can't attend a competition as a spectator and just learn and watch a lot because you're going to be observing the best shooters in the area. And a lot of these clubs who have competitions also have practice sessions. You could attend these even as a non-member and probably get more information than you ever, ever thought was possible. It is one of the most eye-opening experiences. And the, the barrier to entry is really low once you reach out. Um, really, all you need is just like a safe you know, holster, uh, magazine pouches, your iPro, like basics. Like if you have, again, you have that stuff. Uh, if you know firearm basics, if you know safety basics, then you're fine. I mean, there's 12 year olds who compete. There's divisions for every skill level and ROs, the people who you're competing with, everyone's going to make sure that, um, you're being safe, everyone's being safe. And if you have a struggle with trying something new, which is something that I absolutely have had happen, everyone has had happen in a competition, then that's when you you, you team up with someone in your squad. Um, and this is something that every match director will make sure a new shooter has is like this, you know, this mentor, if you will. And they will, they'll, they'll walk you through it, be like, hey, this is how you do the thing. So competition is one of the best ways to get in-person training. Competition is one of the best ways to get in-person training. If you're not sure where to find your local competition, one of the best websites I could recommend is practicescore.com. That is a nonprofit website which handles a lot of the logistics for clubs who do competitions. Hop onto that link and see like what clubs are around you. So that link is going to be in the description for the podcast. But if you still feel that competition is not the answer for you, that you want in-person training, um, but in a, a less lower pressure environment, then another option is to so find an instructor that travels. Find an instructor that you like and be a host that I think a little, uh, known, awesome secret. Should it be secret? Is that if you reach out to a traveling instructor and you are a host and you help to coordinate the class and the place that you guys are having the event at, most often you get that class slot for free or you get a percentage of the, the class fees. So you could do this at basically little or no cost to you and handpicked an instructor that you're like, yes, this is the person that I want to learn from and that this is the kind of information that I want. You could have all of those discussions 
beforehand. Not only that, but you're bringing that in-person training to your local community. You'll be really surprised who comes out of the woodworks to be like, hey, I want to learn too. So that is another phenomenal way of how to get in-person training. It's just one thing leads to another and it's all great things. And, um, and yes, so know that there are, there is so many different options out there, um, no matter where you're at in your firearm journey. So even if you are an experienced individual and you're listening to this right now, I think that you could take a lot of these concepts and really, um, you know, maybe think about applying some of them. Um, so there's, it's a perishable skill and it is something that you always have to practice that. And that's not just the firearm handling, but it's also, again, your, your, your mental aptitude, you know, how often are you, you training your mental dexterity? So, so enough advice. I want to talk about the applicants and the winner. If you are curious about what some of the applicant stories looked like, there is a post on Instagram where I put like little snippets of their snorry, snorries, oh my gosh, their stories in uh, like in the photos so you could kind of flip through them. And I'm, I might try and put those together where people could read the, the full stories because it really brings to light like how we are not alone. Um, huge, huge variances in terms of experiences and just like reasons of why people are, are looking, um, to know more about self-defense and to be able to come together as a community to open this channel of communication has, has really meant a lot. And for those of you who responded back to our response, to your response, uh, thank you because you allowed us to like establish this open line of communication. You're open to receiving it and more or less like everyone who responded back, you were entered into that, that final pool. The, the final contestants were people who were vetted through and we could, from like the best of what like was presented for information, tell this person was new or newer to firearms and this was potentially their, their first firearm. And from that final pool of contestants, it was a random draw. I mean, there, there's like no way to be like, oh, this person's story is better than another. There's no way to select anything remotely fair by that. Um, that and it just would be impossible because there's, there's so many different like stories and situations and, and people who, who I think like really deserve, yeah, to be able to protect their family with something like this. So, um, so we went to a random draw and literally I just like took their number on the spreadsheet, hand wrote it, cut it up. And our friends at Revley Peak Ranch, uh, Andrea, uh, she drew the final number the winner and so the winner the winner of the rose giveaway uh, was amanda amanda from ohio so congratulations amanda uh, she is someone who wrote in her story responded back and we had her in the final pool so when we contacted her obviously very excited and 
Uh, and it's awesome to also hear that she wants to share her story. I will, I will save that for Amanda, um, but I will share with you that I look forward to her story um, being shared with y'all because I think it's relatable to a lot of people. I mean, she's a, a single mom who had an experience which really made her reevaluate how prepared she is to, you know, to take care of her family, to defend her family if she needs to, and having the ability to connect her uh, with the resources like the Rose Package has just been amazing. So thank you again to Modern Warriors for making this entire giveaway happen uh, by by supplying this rose package. Um, of course, thank you, Alina, for coming up with the rose package. Uh, that's awesome. And thank you to all of the applicants, um, to all of the people who took the time to write an essay, um, and especially to those of you who responded back. Thank you. Um, this has really created a community. It's opened my eyes. And even for those of you who like there, so there were actually some people who applied and then withdrew because they felt that they had too much gun experience for this particular giveaway. Like thank all of you people. And thank you for the people who thought about applying. Um, because really the goal, like, of this whole thing was to open those doors of communication to try to bridge some gaps um, with how to connect people with better resources and I would I would say that is definitely definitely mission accomplished um, I hope that you picked up an idea or two maybe you got some inspiration um, again like I love all of you people. This has been an amazing experience and make sure to stay tuned, uh, for upcoming episodes. There's going to be other future guests from all sorts of different backgrounds who have some great information in terms of self-protection or different ways to be prepared or even just, I don't know, life skill advice. And, um, oh, and also if you liked the artwork that was a part of like this whole, uh, rose episode, we do still have some patches left. So definitely hop onto seekerradio.com and, uh, and check those out. So Thank you again. I can't say it enough uh, for tuning in, y'all. And until next time, see ya.